Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nature's Mic podcast. In this episode, we will be exploring Great Smoky Mountains National Park, also known as the Smokies, with our guest, Will Harmon. Will has visited the park a number of times and is an avid fan of the many activities you can do there. Hey, Will, how you doing? I'm doing great, Evan. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. All right, so you've told me that you've been to uh, Great Smoky Mountains a number of times. So, like, was there anything that, you know, maybe, like, when you were a kid or something, like, kind of, like, drew you to the Smokies? Like, did you see something, like, from a long time ago that made you be like, oh, I want to go there one day? Or maybe you just, like, stumbled across it randomly or something? Or tell me a little bit about that. No, yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it all, I've always had a fascination with the mountains, and it all really started for me uh, when I was young, w- watching, uh, like, nature documentaries, National Geographic, that sort of thing, and you would see the, um, you know, you'd see the Smokies, and it, it would come into view, it'd be like this, um, uh, th- this perfect shot coming into view, a uh, plane flying over, and they get this landscape view of the uh, the mountains coming into focus, and you got the clouds around them, and you got the uh, you, know, you get the smoky atmosphere uh, that that just really kind of goes along with the name Great Smoky Mountains, right? And and uh, it just drew me to it, you know, it captivated my attention, and uh, from there on, I, I love the mountains. I always wanted to go to the mountains and be in the mountains, and uh, then as soon as I was able to actually visit the mountains, it blew me away seeing them in person for the first time because as a kid you know I, I never really from the age of you know from the time i was a baby on up to mm-hmm. 18 years old i'd never been to the smokies i'd, I'd never been uh, so I, i'd been to the uh to the foothills but i'd never been to the actual smoky mountains into the into the midst of them and into the national park i'd never been that far so the mountains that i had seen were small relatively small you know lake jacassi area upstate south carolina right. uh georgia some of those mountains just small stuff and then getting into um uh, getting into the actual Smoky Mountains and entering into the park, it just it blew me away the the size of the uh, of the mountains and just the scope, the depth, how how big they actually are. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you, and you did a great job there, like kind of describing like the mystique, like especially just you know just seeing like the fog and stuff for the first time, especially it really kind of gives like a sort of like. I don't I can't think of a better word to describe it than like atmosphere like it really feels like a particular place like you're not just in the mountains oh we're in Great Smoky Mountains National Park you know right yeah it, it reminds me a lot of uh like a J.R.R. Tolkien sort of thing mm. like a um like a like a hobbit or Lord of the Rings that that sort of uh like a story like you're you're entering into this mystical forest yeah no I, I love that I, I love any Tolkien reference that can be thrown into to anything yeah. so no that's that's a perfect way to describe it though it kind of feels something out of like a storybook or something like that very very magical in a way if you will so uh kind of going off of that and just like you know spending time in the smokies enjoying it so like if you could just choose like one activity that you could do in the smokies like what would that be would it be hiking or like just driving around or you know something oh hiking no no Mm -hmm. doubt hiking yeah no doubt do you like and this is this is kind of like a very specific question and maybe only for people that like mm-hmm. really know the park but like do you have like a favorite hike or like a hike that you have a fond memory of doing mhm 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 absolutely yeah so uh um 
Let's see. What was it? It was uh, Ab- Abrams Falls. Hmm. Abram Falls. Is that it? Sounds Let's familiar. Abram Falls. I, I believe it's Abram Falls. Yeah, Abram Falls. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, it's Abram Falls. It's in um, it's in Cage Cove. So uh, you go into the park and uh, about halfway around. So so Cage Cove is a uh, uh, it's a national historic site. Um, you got a lot of cabins, a lot of um, a lot of really unique historical background there. And uh, the falls, it's about a five mile ish hike uh, down to the falls. They're not they're not extremely uh, big. You know, it's not the largest waterfall in uh, in uh, this is in Tennessee, so it's not the largest waterfall in uh, in Tennessee. But um, it is um, it, it, it is certainly well worth the hike putting it that way um it's, it's just a very back to that mystical uh sort of um feel that you get going into the uh in, into the forest you know that's that's the feel that you get whenever you make it to the falls and all along the trail to the falls it's um a lot of uh a lot, lot of hemlocks a lot of um a lot of fir trees uh pines and oaks along the way leaning over the trail it just it's just really uh uh, going back to that word mystical, it just kind of gives you that feeling, kind of a surreal sort of feeling, like like you're in another mm, world. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great way to describe it. I, I don't know if I've done that particular hike. I've been to Cades Cove more than once, so I could have easily done it, but I'm, my memory is kind of slipping. But, um, yeah, no, that, man, you're, you're really a master with words here. You're great. I, I love how you set the scene. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, um especially especially Cades Cove Cades Cove you know that's a special place like you kind of go in there and I guess for people that might not know what that is like it's essentially uh it used to be like an old Appalachian community that was in this Mm -hmm. kind of valley between two mountains and I believe it was named Cades Cove after um I think it was an Indian chief that owned the land I could be wrong though but um, I, I, I believe it bears name to, to a, a Native American. And, um, um, yeah, and right. uh, yeah. So, but they, they have all the old historical buildings there and um, a lot of hiking trails you can do. And I'm pretty sure, I, I know a lot of people go there because it's a very high volume of like um, wildlife encounters and bear activity, um, yes. it, w- which is funny because yeah. I've gone there like I said, at least like twice, and every every time I go there, I I don't see a single bear. I've never seen a bear in Kate's Cove. I have seen them there. <laughs> I have seen them there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I hike all the time, and you know, I, I'm never really right off the top of my head. I can't recall a time on any other hike I've ever seen a bear, but at Cade's Cove, I've seen them numerous times. I've seen. Uh, I've seen a couple of cubs up oh, in a wow. tree, and I've seen. Um, I had a uh, had a uh, relatively large um, black bear run across the uh, across the trail. This particular trail uh, to Abrams Falls, I uh, ran right across the trail in front of me um, on the way to those falls, and that just kind of left me left me stunned because this trail, um, you know, th- this trail to these falls is probably only about. I would guess it's about as wide as a desk, so a uh, standard desk, so maybe three feetish, something mm-hmm. like that. It's it's not wide at all. Um, I mean, you could you could easily you got a you got a steep cliff on one side of you going straight up the mountain, uh, mostly rock, and then on the other side of you, it's just straight down a cliff, um, straight down a cliff all the way to a to a river. Wow. 
So uh, it's it's not a whole lot of places that uh, that you can go whenever a bear comes down off the off the side of the mountain and, uh, and keeps on getting it toward that river. There's not there's not really anywhere you can run or hide. Uh, all, all you can do is just kind of stand and watch and hope and pray that they don't start. Yeah, coming towards no, you. I, I know that feeling. Um, yeah. So like, you know, seeing a bear like that, like in the park, because, you know, uh, you can go to a national park, like even the Smokies, and you'll hear people say like, oh, yeah, I see bears all the time. And maybe you don't see a bear or you see a bear from far off. But, you know, with you, it sounds like you've had some very uh, close encounters, <laughs> like which, you know, that's that's pretty fortunate, especially because, yeah. I mean, uh, the Smokies, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it's the most uh, visited park by like volume of people because it's um, mm-hmm. between like, it's between just two major like municipalities. I think that's how you pronounce that word. And um, yeah, so it just has a very high volume of people. So for you to have such a close encounter, you know, I mean, you're kind of fortunate for that. Like, so like when you saw those bears, like for the first time, you're like, wow, like I'm, I'm really here. I'm really seeing like a wild black bear. Like how, how'd you feel? Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel like this sort of like excitement or maybe that just kind of cemented your, uh, admiration for the park itself or like could you describe that a little bit i think it cemented my faith in a moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, th- I think it kind of suddenly it, it, something like that it will uh it, it will scare you into uh into yeah. a lot of things instantaneously time you see it it's like oh boy this this could be it i could <laughs> die today um because you don't realize until you are that up close and that personal with something that large um, it's it's kind of like a kid seeing a horse for the first time, you know, maybe going to a pet and zoo and mm-hmm. seeing a horse, um, except for this horse can eat you and very easily could eat you. I mean, uh, it, it's, a, it's a likely possibility if they're hungry, they may eat you. Uh, it, it's kind of that sort of feeling. You, know, you don't really, you've seen pictures of them and you don't realize how big that mm-hmm. horse is. And then, you know, your mom and dad walk you up to the horse and you go, wow, this is this is huge. This thing, you know, I can't even get on the back of this thing. It's so big. And then the same thing with the bear when he runs off the side of that mountain. You know they're big. You've seen them at a distance at the zoo. You've seen them, uh, you know, in you know magazine articles, newspapers, whatever the case may be, uh, on online, you know, uh, internet. Um, you've researched them. Maybe you've written a paper on them, college, high school, and then you see it up close, and it just it blows you away how massive they really are. Uh, I mean, the head on this bear. I'll never forget. That was the first thing I saw. He, he turned and he looked at me right as he walked across oh, the wow. trail. And uh, she, it was a she, and uh, she she turned and she looked at me right as she walked across the trail. I'm pretty sure she probably had cubs close by. Right as she was walking across, he turned and looked. She turned and looked at me. And uh, I saw the saw the head. That was the first thing I saw. Mm. And, uh, you know, I really focused on and the head was massive. Uh, just undes- indescribably big. The head on this bear um was the size of the midsection of my body i mean this bear could easily and it was just that realization that you know this bear with that sized head and those jaws i mean that that bear could eat me you know bite me in half with you know with one go yeah so uh, that that was just kind of um that that was kind of a shocking moment just realizing how big this animal is how powerful this animal is it was kind of a it's kind of a humbling experience i guess you know to answer your question how did i feel it was humbling more than anything mm-hmm. that um you know i i, I um you know that 
I was, uh, what was the word for it? I, I was just, um, I had no way to defend myself, right? I'm just, I'm there. I'm like a sitting duck. Mm. And and that feeling, because as people, we don't really feel that way very often. It is pretty unusual for us to feel like sitting ducks. Like we're just in a, in a day-to-day life, uh, day-to-day situation, what we do on a daily basis. It's pretty unlikely that we feel that way, that we, that we ever encounter something that makes us feel that way. Um, but in the wild, like that, you suddenly realize that you're not at the top of the food chain and, uh, and this thing could eat me for an appetizer. <laughs> uh, so it was just kind of a startling experience that I uh, changed my whole perspective on, uh, on being out in the woods, like at hiking. Cause up until that point, you know, that, that was my, that was my very first encounter that one with, with a bear. And, um, you know, that, that time just, I never really thought much about it. I've never been scared to be in the woods by myself. I've been in the woods by myself all my life and, uh, into, you know, to come across something like that that made me feel that way, uh, it, it just kind of it threw me off my feet for a little bit thinking about that. And I, I think for a short while after that, I didn't really want to go hiking or go anywhere by myself because I was I was thinking about, wow, that was really close because this, this thing, I'm not talking 20, 30 feet down the trail. I'm talking I rounded a corner and she was coming off the side of the mountain 10 feet away from me. So uh, that that was that, that was scary. If I'd have been any closer, I could have touched her. Right. So um, that 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 that's uh you know, that's a humbling experience and uh, kind of a life altering type experience, really. Yeah. No. That's that's a really great way to put it. I honestly, I didn't think about I didn't think about it that way, but like the way you put it, it really makes a lot of sense because, um, I think, like like sometimes when I see when I have a certain wildlife encounter, especially with something as dangerous or as unpredictable as a bear. Um, you know, you kind of like afterwards you'll tend to think of just, wow, how cool that was. And like, oh man, like that was so cool. Like I'd love to kind Mm -hmm. of replicate that experience, but you forget that, like you say in, in the moment you, you have this like vulnerability and you're like, wow, maybe I'm not at the top of the food chain right now. And, uh, and yeah, it's just kind of, it's super humbling because I, 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 I think that's a great point that you made that, um, you know, in modern day society, we just don't, we don't get put in that position a lot more. We don't really get put in this position where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not fully in control of the scenario. And if something goes wrong, uh, that wouldn't be good. But, um, so it's, it, it, that's a really great way to put it is humbling. No, that's, that, that's super, that's a great way to describe it. Um, so, you know, I, I know from just kind of knowing you personally, you're kind of into photography like that that's i'm I'm correct mm-hmm. in that right yeah absolutely yeah. yeah that's been my thing for a while uh-huh. so like what like what would you say as a photographer makes like the smoky special for you you know oh gosh wow yeah that, that's a really good question so um a lot of things right i mean you, you got uh it's just I don't know. It's, it's that I keep going back to the word mystique that you use. It, it's just kind of a, I don't know. It's something about the Smokies that it, it, it's just like they're surrounded in mystery. It's like that. It's like the, um, it's like the fogginess. It, it's like it's a curtain that's just shielding you from fully discovering and uncovering uh, the full extent of what lies beyond it. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's it, it, that sounds like an introduction to a book, but no, um, you know it. it it really does, though. You know, it's one of those things that just captures your imagination, like 
what's out there, you know, what what is out there beyond that. Whenever you're gazing off into the distance, whenever you're standing at the peak of that mountain, um, for an example, uh, uh, Mount Mitchell State Park is not inside of Great Smoky Mountains, but from Mount Mitchell, the top of Mount Mitchell, and you know that I've been there many times, mm -hmm. uh, from the top, uh, you're gazing out. And you can see as uh, you can see as far as Roll Mountain, uh, Tennessee. You can see over toward Georgia. Um, I'm pretty sure you can see all the way into Kentucky, Virginia. It's, it's several states that you can see, and you're looking out across the Smoky Mountains, and it's it's just this uh, it's just this sense of wonder. You know, you can't see any houses, you can't see uh, you can't see chimneys, you can't see smoke, you can't see uh, you can't see people, um, mm -hmm. but you know they're out there, and you know you know there's cities that lie between you and that. You can't see them. It's like they. The mountains, they hide everything within them. They, it's like they hold the secrets. Um, you know, it, it's like there's so much to be discovered and there's not possibly enough time to discover it. Uh, and that, that's what captures my imagination as a photographer with the Smoky Mountains is just that, um, I guess, that feeling that there's always more, mm. that, that you can never get enough, that every picture I take, um, I'm terrible about, I take so many, I have to make sure I take multiple um, memory cards with me on a trip like that because, um, you know, I, I can have a trilobite uh, uh, or a terabyte memory card and use it up uh, on, on a trip like oh, that because wow. it, it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's so many pictures. I mean, every single way you turn, uh, using Mount Mitchell again as an example, you know, you can stand at the top of a mountain like that, and you can turn a hundred different ways and take a picture. And every time you're going to get a different end result. And, uh, and then I sit down later and I go to edit those pictures. And, you know, each, each time I flip through, the picture's great. It looks fantastic. And let, you know, unless something went wrong when taking the picture, but Otherwise, the picture's fantastic every time. There, there, it's just a little different. So which one do I actually want to use? Which one do I want to publish? Um, because they're all equally uh, as good in their own way because it captures that, uh, that, be that beauty and uh, mystique of the Smoky Mountains. It's just really, it's, it's a unique place. You know, it's a, it's a really unique um, setting. And, and, and the thing that really, I mean, that's what captures my imagination with it. Um, I started out whenever I was starting out with photography. So I started out doing um, a lot of wildlife photography. Mm -hmm. So actually trying to get pictures of bears, birds, whatever, um, any sort of, you know, actual moving animals. And then later I became captivated by landscape photography. Mm -hmm. And the reason was I, I, I'm just fascinated by the lay of the land, the way that you can, uh, like I say, the way you can stand in one spot, top of a mountain, take a hundred different photos, and not a single one of them looks the same. You can go online and you can Google pictures of a bear and look at all the pictures you want to look at, mm -hmm. but you can't go online and look at, uh, you know, it, it's hard to find that perfect uh picture of say a waterfall with a sunset behind it it's hard to find that perfect picture and that's where whenever you find that niche of what you're um what you're looking for with that 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 little um that that little uh the the, the one little thing that that nobody else has thought to do and you go out and you hunt for that you you, you put your time and your effort into finding that then uh, you you just accomplished something that nobody else can say they've done. You know that you you hiked up to the top of that mountain at uh, you know 
435 o'clock in the morning, got there at sunrise and took a picture of the sun rising over the neighboring mountain that you want a picture of. Right. Uh, and nobody else has done that as far as you know. Nobody else has that picture. You have that picture. And the thing about photography, I could talk on and on about this for hours, but the thing about photography that's really, really interesting to me that I love um, about it is that it's not necessarily about the pictures you get. It's about the stories you get. Um, it's about the people you meet along the way, the places you visit, and uh, and the stories that you gather, that you amass from that. Uh, that's what I love about photography. It's the um, it, it's what you do along the way. So, you know, you're, you're on the way to take that picture, but in getting there, you meet 10 different people and each one of them has a different story and then suddenly their story becomes your story because you're both in the same place same time you have some of the same interests obviously you know you're on the same hike you're doing the same thing maybe you're both taking trying to get the same picture mm -hmm. uh so then you add that to your story and, and you're kind of creating this whole little uh it's like you're creating this whole little storybook of um of your experiences um and uh, and the journey that you took to get that one photograph. So then, you know, each photograph, it's not just a depiction, a visual representation of, uh, of a place or of a thing. It's a story. So whenever, whenever I look back at my pictures, that's where, um, that's where a lot of time, whenever I post pictures online or whenever I've had pictures published in the past, I like to write about those pictures because it's not just the picture without the without the wording the picture's worthless it's just another another picture of a bear another picture of a mountain but if you tell the story uh of what it took to get that picture what you went through who you met along the way and who those people were you know how you connected to them then that so then that picture suddenly becomes a story it certainly has it suddenly has a story it's relatable to other people and that's what makes photography really um you know really captivating to me that that, that has captivated me with photography that has just made me fall in love with it um because it's, it's about it's about the stories that you gather along the way each picture is a story wow yeah no, that was i'm not gonna lie that was beautiful <laughs> um you know uh yeah i mean i i i wouldn't technically consider myself a photographer but i mean that's i agree with everything you said and i mean that was that was poetic but uh so like you know you said you talked about telling stories through like landscapes rather than just trying to get um photos of wildlife and kind of just mm -hmm. taking pictures of, of people and, and the stuff that you're doing with those people and telling stories through that so why do you think that it's important to use something like the Smokies or maybe I'll even broaden the scope here a little bit more and just say national parks in general. Why do you think it's important to use these parks to tell stories that you think need to be told? Mm, that's yeah. So, uh, so many people today, I, I'm amazed. Um, you know, I, I teach schools, so I teach um, middle school through high school. I teach eighth grade through twelfth grade, and I also teach college level students. So, um, you know, I talk to a lot of people on a daily basis, and so many of my students, I'm shocked how little they actually get out. You know, how, how little they 
um, you know, get out in the world. And and I'm not just talking about, you know, going somewhere to pick up another movie or another another game or something or another computer to play your game on. You know, I'm, I'm talking about actually getting out in the world, what we're talking about, you know, going to a national park, getting getting out in nature, you know, go for a kayak ride, go for a hike, that sort of thing. And uh, I'm amazed that so many of them, they, they've never really done that. They, they don't have that experience. So, um, you know, that that's my thing with photography and, and, and telling those stories of the national parks is whenever I post a picture on, uh, on my Instagram or Facebook, wherever, or maybe I have a picture published, I hope that it inspires people. You know, I hope that uh, they see that picture and say, wow, that's, you know, I've never really thought about it before, but Great Smoky Mountains, that's uh. You know, that's a really interesting place. I'd like to go there. You know, I, I, I read about it. I've, I've, I've seen the picture. It's beautiful. You know, I've ne- never seen anything like that. I would, I'd like to see that. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that it inspires people to actually get out and enjoy nature, you know, to enjoy the outdoors. And, uh, and not only to enjoy them, but to respect them. And, uh, you know, I hope by, by showing that picture that uh, it inspires people that maybe they do get outdoors, but I hope it inspires them uh, to respect that, that wildlife, that pristine natural environment, because so many people, there, there's a lot of people, you know, they, they do get outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of students, you know, they, they hunt, they fish, they get outside, but uh, the sort of outdoors they're used to seeing, it's not, you know, 15 miles into a hike, 20 miles from civilization, middle of nowhere, sort of outdoors. It's, you know, middle of a city, you know, in a, in a, uh, you know, in a wildlife management area, that sort of thing. I mean, that's, that's what they're used to. So that's a different sort of outdoors from what we're talking about with like Great Smoky Mountains, where you can literally be, uh, that goes back to my whole point of the mountains. Uh, it's like the mountains hide everything, you know, like, like they have their secrets, um, you can literally be swallowed up into the mountains. People, I mean, people go into the mountains and they disappear. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's, it, that, that's the sort of experiences that I want to inspire. You know, whenever I take those pictures, I want people to uh, see those places and, you know, see, see animals, see that uh, environment in, in its natural state, uh, as, as natural as you will ever see it. Um, in this modern age, you know, that, that's about as good as about as close as you're going to get to perfect. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I want that to inspire them. You know, wow, that's uh, that's the sort of place I'd like to visit. But, uh, um, you know, that's the sort of place that I would like to go take my family, relax, unwind and uh, and make new memories. So the same sort of thing that I'm creating with my pictures, you know, memories, stories. I want other people to do that. I want them to see that and I want them to say, well, you know what? He could do that. Uh, he went and, you know, he created these new memories. He, he has these stories from this. I want to do that too. I want to go and I want to, uh, you know, generate my own stories. I, I want to uh, build my own relationship with this, uh, with this place. Wow. That, yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's, a, that's a beautiful way to say it. I mean, you know, uh, I really admire how you um, want to use your photography to inspire people to go there because I, I think that's just great. And, you know, just like you talked about raising awareness for the parks and, and trying to get people out, especially in this age of mm-hmm. sort of what some may call disconnect with, with technology and uh, between, Very much yeah, so. between the natural world and technology. But um, 
No, that's that's a beautiful way to put it. You you sound like you sound like you could be a park ranger to be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, well, so just to kind of just kind of start like wrapping up this interview as as a sort of question. This is this is a little fun throw out. So you said you've taken countless photos and just filled up you know mm-hmm. so much storage of photos. Do you have like a particular favorite photo that was taken in the Smokies that you kind of go back to and you're like, oh, I love how that turned out, or I'm really proud of this one. You know, do, do, do you have a particular one for that? You know, for a favorite picture, I, I look for something. You know, I'm looking for whenever I look at pictures, I'm looking for something that, like I said, it tells a story. It's not just a random picture without meaning you know it's a it's a it's a photo that tells a story mm-hmm. um so yeah he, here's one that um i would say yeah this is probably my favorite so it, it's um it's black and white i converted it to black and white i took it to color i've got both pictures a color one and a black and white um the black and white just gives it such so much more depth it's uh it, it, it's it's just a. I'm trying to think how to describe it to you. So the so the sky is clear, mm-hmm. um, but the sun's setting. That's an end of the day. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're looking at it black and white, when you're looking at the real picture, you see the colors. You see the orange. You see the, you know, you see the um, you see the blue, and you you see the uh, see the kind of yellow color as the sun's setting. Um, all the trees, different colors, but the black and white picture, you don't see any of that. You see the shape of the mountains, the shape and the outline of the mountains. Um, you see the different shades of the sky. So you can kind of differentiate just dark shade and you see the very bright shade and then you see the almost blinding shade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can tell the sun is setting. It's at the end of the day. Um, but it almost looks like uh, it almost looks like it's dreary, like it's overcast or something. But if you look close, you can tell it's a beautiful day. It's a clear day. Um, but it almost looks like it's overcast. I think it, that, that perfectly encapsulates the Smoky Mountains because uh, w- when you're looking at the Smoky Mountains, anybody, whenever they first go there uh, and you're looking at them, that's that's the feel I get, just like that um, I'm, I'm in a place that is so much bigger than myself, you know, that it's, it's so, you know, I, I feel small in, in comparison to the rest of this place. Uh, and you, and you, can, you can actually see whenever you're looking at this picture, it, it's like, um, so, so it's like the, it's almost like you're looking at a, a topographical map where you can see the curves and the, uh, and the contour of the mountain range. Mm. You can see the water sits, you know, situated in between the mountain range. Cause this is taken at a, at a pretty high elevation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so, so you can see all that, you can see the steam rising from some of the water, it, you know, it, it, sh- it does, it does not show up as well in the colored picture, but in the black and white picture, it shows up beautifully. And, uh, and I, I think that black and white picture, it just kind of perfect, perfectly, uh, the way it casts shadows over all the mountains and over the water and, and the way the sky looks, I think it perfectly depicts uh, the Smoky Mountains and how, you know, at least I think about them. Um, I'm just always amazed and kind of uh, kind of baffled whenever whenever I'm looking at them. I, I can just sit for hours and stare down, you know, from the top of a mountain at, um, at the rest of the mountain range. And, uh, you know, th- this picture... It was taken on a hike. Um, I don't remember exactly where it was within the Great Smoky Mountains uh, National Park, but uh, 
uh, it, it was taken from the very tip top of a mountain and uh, from an overlook and it, it was uh, you know it, it's it's looking down over the rest of the mountain range and it's just it's kind of neat it's kind of it, it makes you it's almost like when you're looking at this picture it, it feels like you're the photographer and you're standing there and you're small that's how it makes yeah. you feel. And uh, when you're looking at the picture, and that's exactly how you feel being mm. in the Great Smoky Mountains. It, it makes you, um, you know, it makes you feel that way. It makes you feel small, insignificant. And, uh, and it makes you realize that, um, you know, that there's so much more out there. Um, you know, there, there's, there's so much out there yet to discover. And uh, you, you could, uh, you could just set off on foot hiking and uh, never stop. You know, you can never, never never reach an end you know just on and on and on lost forever within the within the mountains yeah no amen to that um <laughs> i mean i i love the way that you talked about how you um you know that photo kind of makes you feel how you feel when you're in the smokies of just like you said getting lost in the mountains and, and feeling very small and being humbled i think that's a i think i think you know like we talked about the mystique and, and being humbled just by nature and the landscape. I think that's like probably two of just the key aspects that people get when they, when they visit the park, they're really just reminded of how small we are and how, and how incredible the world around us is. Mm -hmm. But man, Will, it's been really great talking to you. Um, I've really enjoyed, you know, just going into the park and um, just talking about kind of the landscape and, and what it's actually like to be there. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this too. And, um, you know, uh, I've really loved this conversation. So I appreciate you for coming on and, and telling you about telling us about yourself. And, uh, oh, also I, so that I don't forget this, you know, um, do you have any sort of social media account that you might want to plug or promote your photography for or anything if, or maybe you don't want no, to talk to yourself or something? No, 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 that's fine. Uh, no. So it's, um, uh, I'm having to look to even see what it is. Uh, so it's, it's so good. I'm having to look through this. So it's, um, it's just Will D. Harmon. It's at Will D. Harmon, um, on Instagram. And, uh, and then you can find me, um, I believe it is, uh, just Will Harmon, uh, or either William Harmon on, uh, on Facebook, but on Instagram, that's where I put the majority of, uh, of my pictures that I take. And uh, it's just, um, uh, at Will D. Harmon. All right. So, and that's, um, that's Harmon, H-O-R-M-O-N, right? H A R H. Oh yeah, sorry. That's I meant that. All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So it's W I L L D and then H A R M O N all together. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate you very much, Mr. Will. Uh, thank you for coming on. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great day and get get more out back to exploring the Smokies. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. All right, Will. You have a good one. All right. You too. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Nature's Mike podcast. Today we've done some great exploring of Great Smoky Mountains National Park and all the fascinating things it has to offer. Join us next time as we explore another one of America's spectacular national parks.